Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hanfler and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling going on in review AW Dynamite also AW Rampage for all Smackdown the show formerly known as NXT T-Pick oh they reviews premium live events we have interviews roundtable discussions and a round of the week complete we'll be a quiz of course on WrestleCulture as I said they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Dynamite tonight and all the fallout from AEW Revolution and if you want to know our thoughts on AEW Revolution our review of it granted a few days late, is finally out now. What culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. But Sid, yes, uh, lots to look forward to on this show. Championship matches, but most importantly, yeah, a post-pay-per-view edition of Dynamite. Yeah, the power's back. <laughs> power's back. Uh, if I'm going to be a dickhead. Oh, a, little, a few little problems with power. One, should Moxley be wrestling a tag team match? No. Could he not be selling the ostensibly devastating effects of... The Texas Death Match. Who's going on holiday? I remember Full Gear, 2019, after the unsanctioned match. One of the first things you saw was Kenny, massive shiner, just having a chat with a doctor and saying you didn't get cleared to compete tonight because you got your ass kicked in gruesome fashion. And Kenny asked the doctor, well, Moxley, did, did he get cleared? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's fine. And I was like, the winner was good to go. Mm. I just... It's one of those where a really cool reason for this match to exist might reveal itself, as often happens with AEW. What seems like a random fixture, which can also exist in and of themselves, actually <laughs> obscures like a pretty cool storyline development or a hint of it. So again, I'm being pedantic. That's my nature. There's a lot of let-it-play-out stuff on tonight's show. Yeah, Revolution didn't fix what I believe has been a pretty barren creative period for AEW. It highlighted it. Showed that, like, ultimately, you strip away some kind of moribund episodes of Dynamite, and you've still got this fantastic roster that can have these awesome matches. Mm. And, like, Revolution was far from a card with no good stories. It had plenty, but there was also plenty of weeks of Dynamite where you just didn't know what you were really watching for. And this is a big episode in that sense because the the power is back, the mood is good around AEW, and I don't think necessarily that has been universally the case of late. They can undo that if this doesn't feel like it's booking the trend. Tony Khan books 
I know he doesn't book pay-per-view to pay-per-view cycle. He hasn't just started thinking about Double or Nothing now. Of course, he's got stuff going back before that. But the TV plays out that way. Definitely do feel like the pay-per-views, it's why they draw well, you know, or draw comparatively well, because you do feel like you're getting conclusions. MJF is going to have a new rival. It's not just going to be going straight back to Danielson, for example. But as a quality broadcast, I'd like to feel for this Dynamite as I felt for Revolution on Sunday. Uh, one of the issues you've had about post-pay-per-view Dynamites is, n- is not taking advantage of the, the uh, momentum they've built up on the on the weekend. Yes, and then I l- reminded myself of the post-full gear Dynamite. Mm. And oh my God, it was like the Elite versus Death Triangle in the Chicago match. Mm. And there was two other incredible things that escaped me right now. So they have corrected it. This is... <clears throat> Better one than the one that inexplicably followed All Out 2021. But it looks good. Mm. Wardlow Hobbs is going to be ultra dramatic. Um, and there are, again, matches which we'll get into imminently that could be obscuring what the real purpose of those matches are. But Hobbs Wardlow, I'm really looking forward to. Do you think we're going to get MJF on this show? We should. Yeah. We absolutely should. Um, and hopefully, singles Kenny Omega as has been teased by Don Callis. I don't think he's going to be in action because obviously they would have advertised. Do you know where that. next week is? Where? Manitoba, Winnipeg. Oh. The birthplace of the best bout machine. So, at the very least, if this gives you not much, you're going to see something that'll just get you wildly excited. If you're a Kenny Omega mark like myself, in like one hour 40 of this show, because he's going to be doing something. With it being in Winnipeg next week, like the crowd's going to be so hot for Chris Jericho that he can probably go on in the middle of the show, can't he? Maybe like just maybe in the quiet, traditionally quieter, like second heart, second hour in that like block, often where the women go. Jericho will probably volunteer that because he's like, well, they're going to love me at any time. Mm-hmm. I don't need to open. I don't need to main event. I'll go. On like that. That's probably what Chris Jericho will do, right? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, quick word on that. That's selling healthy enough, but there's still about 1,500 tickets left for the current setup, which it can always expand, yeah. I think. First ever show there? Yes. So they could do something huge. They could be announcing something huge. Another thing, they've got a really healthy advance of about 5,000 odd for the Sacramento debut tonight, and it's near capacity, so it should be a hot, hot crowd. Do think we'll get uh, FTR on this? Uh, yeah, hope so. Um, one of the hotter acts coming out with the pay-per-view, having just obviously... It's not a return as such, but it feels like one. Mm. Like returned from inactivity. Yeah, I suppose. Like I said, like they've not sort of the last thing they did was the guns writing them off with the funeral sort of thing. I would have, but honestly, I would have jumped to the title match tonight. I'd have really? booked FTR versus the guns tonight. I'd like that feeling because the guns title reign is fake feeling. So they just called it meta before, and I think that's accurate. It is. So it'd be nice to, like, let's stop effing around. Like, we know where we're going with this. The belts are going on to FTR. They're going to re-legitimize the belts and thus the division. That's probably going to lead to the Young Bucks uh, third match, and that's going to feel huge. I'd have loved it if they'd have shown the commitment to that right now and just got started with it. But it's AW, so you'll probably have to have FTR get, like, three wins versus. That's not... A bad thing, strictly speaking, but I sometimes think there's a case-by-case basis to be argued for these. Now there's no rankings. You can cheat it a little mm. bit. I um, I don't think this is necessarily the best scenario, but I would hope for a bare minimum of them saying, we'll have an FTR match on Rampage, for example. Just a straightforward victory. Tune up against some jobbers. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, you talked about the, the title matches. Let's get into them. Um, 
Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT Championship. Um, obviously, there's been major issues by some bell end breaking into Wardlow's car and nicking all of his stuff and his gear. And, of course, the TNT Championship. Nevertheless, um, this is going to be a war, isn't it, between these two? It should be, and I would contend that it has to be at this point. The thing about Wardlow is that, you know, the appeal was that he is this cool throwback hoss with awesome power moves who can sprinkle with discipline his high spots, but he's not every kind of wrestler. Increasingly, I've found his output, his body of work, like really uneven. There's some really cool Wardlow stuff. There's also some drab Wardlow stuff. And I think that he just simply wasn't a great opponent for Samoa Joe. I don't know why they went that well as often as they did. It's diminished his star power, which is already, if not on life support, because he always gets arenas. We have to always yeah. differentiate between the Twitter bubble and what you can actually hear. But he's not as hot as he was. I don't think anyone could credibly convince me otherwise. And I think that he needs a fat-free, unfussy bomb fest with Hobbs, where the idea is they're not in there too long, a match like that with the punishment involved can't go too long because it would lack credibility if it went too long. And I want to see them just kill each other in these really spectacular, hard-hitting, fireworks kind of way. I don't want this to be drab. I don't want this to have too much in the way of boring narrative connective tissue. I just want this to be a clash of the titans, like fat-free. And it needs to be that way because if Wardlow's going to do the job, and if I was putting money on it, I would have Hobbs go over. He needs to look like a total badass in defeat, and he needs to emerge from this match. Results, notwithstanding, with a degree of credibility either mm. way, he needs to show that if he can go somewhere else as a babyface, if he can be a guy who, if he's not going to be the face of the promotion, and he could have been this time last year, that was the feeling. He has to, con he has to perform at a level where... He has to be on that Jericho, Danielson, Moxley, Elite, MJF. You can't not be on the pay-per-view. You just simply cannot do that. Wardlow needs a monster, literally a monster of a performance. Should we tell the listeners our theory that we all kind of independently arrived at this morning together? Mm -hmm. You can do it. Well, I didn't want it to... We did the news on this today, and I didn't want it to be insensitive because it could be 1,000% real, this thing that's happened to Wardlow. It could be a work, this card. That's game. our wrestling brains talking. Yes. Yes. That said... Or pretend it's a work after the fact. Even if it's a, an awful thing that's occurred. I was going to call it a shoot there. That really would trivialise a terrible thing. <laughs> Even if a terrible thing has happened in real life, AEW are really good at folding this into mm -hmm. um, fiction. And I would like to think that that will help this match tonight. I think the commentators should mention it. I think there will be some... Everyone going to the show is going to know this. AEW's got an online crowd as much as it's got an in-arena an in one. So everybody will know this, and there will be a inherent sympathy around Wardle that wasn't going to be there 24, 40 hours ago. So turn that negative into a positive at the bare minimum. Um, but I do wonder if this is going to... Like, if it's a real terrible thing that's happened, then use it. If it's something that has been set up for a work and quite a sophisticated one at that because it will play with people's emotions... They are doing a back-to-basic bones-of-your-arse thing with Wardlow that might inform the heel turn that is starting to feel increasingly necessary. I wish that wasn't the case, but there has been too many missteps. Plus, as Cedric points out, 
uneven an uneven body of work from Wardlow. It's been promotion and performer, mm-hmm. I think, in this case. Yeah. I think both have kind of like maybe not contributed their their full best since the turn. So yeah, I think there there can be a, a couple of big positives that could come from this ugly situation if it's real. And if they've orchestrated it, it's it's good stuff. If they if it's a realized situation or a worked one, in any event, this is how I would book it. I would have the commentators mention it throughout the show if it's going to main event or if it's going to open, just say, as he's making his entrance. Son's title, with no title, no belt, say, well, he is our champion. He won it at Revolution, which he can still order, but you notice he doesn't have the belt, and that is because, unfortunately, his car was broken into and all of his possessions were stolen, and it's this really horrible thing. Hobbs comes out, smile, that sinister smile on his face, and they have this match, which hopefully is everything I described it as, this cool hoss sprint bomb festival. And at the end, Hobbs from somewhere, like underneath the ring or something, retrieves the title. As if to say, in like throughout the match, Wardlow's missing a step because like he's just had this traumatic experience mm. happen to him. And at the end, Hobbs gets the belt as if to say, I did it. I completely unsettled you and now I've literally taken it I've taken the belt and the title off you in the span of 24 hours if they have a spare belt they kind of have to do that well they don't have to but I think it would be a pretty cool idea yeah. do you know what? another addition to this um, Wardlow very specifically said his whole life was in there like including his gear who is a big man that wears singlets what if Hobbs because he doesn't want to give Wardlow an excuse lends him a singlet and like Ooh. Wardlow comes out in a Hobbs singlet, like this, <laughs> you'd like, look like an asshole. Of course he would, but he's had his stuff nicked. Sympathetic. Aye, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got to lose. Um, I don't know. I like the the match quality. It's so dramatic because you can't not have Hobbs win mm. because he's awesome and he's just got there, and Wardlow has just. So the drama's going to be out the ass. It's easy to say. Well, just watch Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg from WrestleMania 33 and mimic that. But, it's but far- just watch Goldberg, Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania 33 <laughs> and mimic, mimic that. But it's far harder to mimic that because that really had this quite incredible energy to it that nobody would have imagined they could have had. Wardlow almost got there with Brian Cage, didn't he? So That you, was awesome. So maybe look at that for a more recent example and something that obviously one of them has been in and knows how to do it. So aye, there's uh, this is the thing, right? Regardless of... Worksheet, whatever. There is more around this match all of a sudden as a yeah. result of this awful thing that's happened to Wardlow. So they like, if we're feeling this now, the wrestlers themselves will know this and the crowd too. So it's it, it might have a net positive in the end. And if and if it's people have just broken his car and nicked it, I hope you get caught and I, I hope you get destroyed. I hope Wardlow and all the justice system f- you up. So like that. <laughs> I said on the news, I think they should go and personally apologise to Wardlow. Powerhouse Hobbs, and because he just had it as well, Samoa Joe, because that'd scare anyone. <laughs> scare anyone straight. Uh, let's talk about the other championship match: All Atlantic Title, Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Got a bit of history these two. Yes, um, of which I was helpfully reminded because I had forgotten. Quite frankly, um, Jay Lethal is the last man to defeat Orange Cassidy clean. They are tied one-one in their series, and the second, I believe, match was like this insanely popular, highly rated segment of TV. So they've gone back to it. Um, I'm going to bite on the near falls in this one. I don't necessarily think it's a formality. Um, Casty's had that title for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jay Lethal is beloved as this utility player by AEW, not necessarily myself. Um, and they are in love with that Jarrett's lads act. Mm. So I don't know if it's headcanon, generosity on my part, but I'm going to buy it on the near falls mm-hmm. here. I think they've had matches. Neither of them stand out, maybe because they were quite frivolous. I remember one was very, loads of add-ons. Um, I know I just feel like after such a great revolution show, you should gently reintroduce the necessary component of like irreverent prelim comedy over the next few weeks. If you've got the chance to really get the audience, if the ceiling that AEW has grabbed has seen and heard this revolution hype and thought, you know what, I'm going to watch tonight's show. They might get put off by the uh, how smug and, I don't know, meta and irreverent all of the comedy can be. I would, I know it's a feature, not a bug for AEW, but I would lull them back into it, if that makes any mm. sense. I would just take this one a bit seriously. I think the strength for me as a viewer lies in the success of Orange Cassidy's All-Atlantic title reign. He has legitimized that belt. That fundamentally meaningless belt that looked like it was going to be one thing with Pac and then didn't become that. Remember that like traveling title yeah. that it felt like it might be. Had its own identity, but not anymore. Aye, it's not got that. It's Orange Cassidy's belt. That's its identity. So the title change would scan as big. It's almost starting to feel like the personalized TNT title era in that this is Orange Cassidy's to lose. He carries it in his bag and somebody might take that. I like um, elements of this stuff. I don't love any of this, but I just like elements of it. I like that. Uh, Triple J have been feuding with best friends. There's been like afters with the Battle Royals and things like that. So this makes sense on that level. I like the fact that they are playing with Triple J, especially Jarrett sniffing around a belt from that, from them spotting how well it went down when they did the dusty finish in the tag title match. This feels like a thing that will run. Like I think I want Jeff Jarrett, Orange Cassidy after this. Jay Lethal can't get it done, but Jeff Jarrett might, that whole deal. Maybe you keep building up and Satnam Singh gets the next one. And you finally get Satnam Singh in a singles match and he's the one that... Do you know what I mean? I, like, I think there's more to do with this, but this specific match is the table setter for all of that. Um, but it's very... Even as I'm saying all this, like it's still very low stakes. Yeah. Like you kinda, I, love, I love Orange Cassidy as all Atlanta champion, but it's hard to pretend that it all matters. I just think mm. it's neat. That's Mar- that's Mar- Simpson. I think it's neat. I think it's neat. <laughs> um, we, I'll go like, yes, all Atlantic tonight. Yeah. But I enjoy it all of the time. Yes. But I love the setup interviews. So yeah. He was like, well, I want it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yep. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to hear from Hangman Page after the Texas death match tonight. Uh, what do you think's next for him? Because I know you obviously have talked following Elite Revolution. Stuff. Mm. Elite stuff. There was a something I didn't capture. I hate when I don't capture elite stuff. It's pretty lame, but it, it happened. When Somebody will put it in a 50-tweet thread one day. When Hangman Page, <laughs> when Matt Jackson was getting interviewed backstage and they were doing some basketball stuff, or when <laughs> Hangman was getting interviewed, there was like a Young Buck sneaker above his head, which ah. is a bit of a cue of we're going to do something, guys. Just wait. And now is the time. I think Hangman himself said between the second and third matches or at some point during the Moxley program that, you know... Now that's done, even though it wasn't. Yep, there's. Uh, it was after he knocked him out. Mm. He's like, right, okay, well, I don't know when he's going to be back. Um, so what's next for you? It's like, well, I've got some old business to really take care of after all this time. So I think they are going to do some kind of reprise of the Hangman Elite Saga. And I think knowing them, I don't know them, <laughs> knowing their work, 
It will. You be... know them. I don't know them. <laughs> um, I think it will be some kind of uh, indirect Easter egg foreshadowing business. Is he going to come out of the ring? Mm. Usually, we hear from means. <laughs> That sounds like uh, the sort of <laughs> cult of personality. A bit like Lana's music. Cult of personality, Lana's the mashup. What I'm trying to do, Jim Ross does. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've... Uh, yeah, with the elite at the moment, they had Hangman Page um, reject the Young Bucks. Before Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega rang the Young Bucks. I'm ready. I'm good to go because he was jealous that they picked Hangman yeah, Page yeah. first. So that's there. We don't know if Kenny Omega has watched the tape. So that's oh, there, yeah. right? So like, there's always there's always elite stuff, even when there's not elite stuff. And the reason I'm talking so enthusiastically is because I think Kenny Omega's back. So now there's the elite stuff. Back. Now there's elite stuff again. The power <laughs> is back. The power is Kenny Omega specifically because like he's class again over the space of like 48 hours. So like. There's all of these little things that they've left there. No, it wasn't. Knowing that you'll eventually pick them back Can't up. Match against moves. <laughs> knowing that you'll pick them back up, and it's all there if you want it, I suppose. Um, I want it. Or he, I don't know, like, says, uh, I didn't like choosing violence. I need to go home for a while. And he gets on a horse and rides. Was it Jim Ross? I don't know. They're all Southern Oaky cowboy lot, aren't they? <laughs> like, uh, where's in North Carolina? He speaks like Michelle McCool. Um, it's Virginia. Virginia. Uh, aye. Maybe he doesn't sell it. Moxley is getting back to action in an attempt to no-sell the violence. Maybe Paige not working is his way of selling the violence because he didn't want to go to the police. Like, I know the fight in the Dark Order. going to become I know the fight in the Dark Order, and Paige remains in that strange hinterland with the Dark Order, but maybe that's what Paige does. He says, like, I don't want anybody to think I was proud of what I did. This old okay. This old okay. But uh, this old Virginian... Virginia is for lovers, not for fighters. But I had to become a fighter. <laughs> I don't like, I don't know. And he just, and then the young books are elite stuff. Yeah, yeah. Young books are nice to see you. Might what if we get the hung books? Yes. If the if Kenny's like right, okay, me and Callus have decided we need to do some single stuff, and I've got an IWGP US title to defend. Look, we did the trios. It was nice, but we're on a different business. And the books and Hangman Page come together, and Kenny's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not cool. That's not cool. He says something like, um, "If I can't have you, the books can't." It's just something like that, and then they could arrive oh. at a super unit with the Hung Bucks versus Kenny Omega, is managed by Don Callis, and his new client Kanosuke Takeshita, <gasps> and a third guy. And his, I think you know the guy. His name is fucking Koda Rabushi, <laughs> and that's the best trios match of all time at Double or Nothing. Yeah, we could do that. How about you know um, Brody King? Can you imagine that match? I'm well, no, because it's too great for a human being's imagination, isn't it? Yes. You know, when Brody King threw Kenny, Kenny Mager into that barrier, like one of the best barrier spots ever, considering WWE does six a week. Like, yes. It was one of the best barrier spots ever. That's, Kenny, that's the difference with Kenny Omega. Maybe Hangman Page comes out, and on Dynamite, just throughout the course of the show, he just fixes it because he told Renee he wanted to mention fences. That's <laughs> why I can't buy this. I like this guy. Oh... <laughs> uh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Someone's They've got it. a kind of a nice relationship with the Japanese promotion, right? What if, given the f- it's the hung bucks yeah. versus a double or nothing, three men 
in Kenosuke Takeshita, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi, who all made their name in a specific promotion, and they are the Dramatic Dream Team. Ooh. What was the promotion in New Japan? <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It is International Women's Day today, and uh, oh, tonight Jesus. on Dynamite, we get one women's match <laughs> as a reward. You're Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue. Ruby Soho, of course, joining the Outsiders at the pay-per-view uh, Sky Blue, a homegrown talent. What could possibly happen here? Uh, yeah, pretext for yet another uh, Outsiders beat down Sky Blue. They paint an L on her back. So I'm doing Von Wagner voices. Listen she to would the, no longer be Sky Blue. She would be, be Sky, Sky Green. Green. And this stable does not make sense because they are inside the building. If this is completely what baffling to you, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get them. Homegrown, they must have been pretty big plant pots. Homegrown. Hmm. Their mother did not get f***ed in a hotel. Is my understanding of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't imagine it not just being yet another retread of that exact same angle. I think there's something better coming here. Oh, what is it? Sky Blue's going to get her ass kicked, obviously. Yeah. Ruby Soho is going to kick that ass. But it's going to be the beatdown, obviously. Of course there is. And Willow Nightingale is going to make the save. Ooh. And Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho were mates. Oh, they're going to have a match and that pretty hot. She's going to give Ruby Soho the look of these. Like, she's the nicest person, and that's going to cement 
you know, and Steve Austin had to beat up Jim Ross. Like, bloody your best friend, Steve, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <the laughs> like, Ruby Soho's turn is cement. She has, like, not only made a choice, she's, like, not backing down, she's doubling down. And Double done. She attacks Willow Nightingale from behind, and that actually gets to people's emotions because they like Willow Nightingale. And, and it can be a vehicle for her to get up the cat. Yeah. And then Willow would be upset, making her a weeping Willow. It's the opposite of the Von Wagner. Von Wagner confuses it all. Von Wagner's taking the limitless pill. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ruby Soho's winning here. Yeah. Uh, do, uh, well, maybe get Jamie Hayter and uh, Britt Baker involved. Join the party. It's always going. Britt Baker, we didn't talk I about I want some. another, I want, basically, I don't really mind, well, I know what's going to happen in this match. I just want another Tony Storm kicks a, a cameraman's ass tonight. Yeah, Tony Storm's still the best. I didn't put over Britt Baker enough in our revolution review of her going full babyface cheerleader for night, getting like trousers to match Jamie Hayter's gear and just, she's leaning in. It's going to make the turn or whatever she does all the more, like, awful when she finally switches. You, sort of, you said a little bit about this in the review. When when it's good, you sort of, you add stuff on it, uh, like, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, uh, when I rewatched the Ruby Soho betrayal thing, there's a moment where she lays out Hater, and it could, you know, it could just be Britt Baker going, oh, bloody hell. Oh, but, all right, and then getting, oh, fight, I have to fight you. And then she walks straight into Soho's DDT thing, whatever it is. Right, or in my head, because like you say, I'm I'm into this like we're baby faces. We are your best friend. I'm definitely not going to betray you and try and take that title from yeah, you down yeah. the down going down the line here. Yeah, <laughs> there was a bit in my head where she's like, "Oh, you've laid out Jamie Hater. Oh, wait, I'm a good guy." Yeah, uh, <laughs> and she goes after her. But um, yeah, I, it's going to be more outsider stuff here, basically. Yeah, correct. Um, before we move on. There's only one thing left to do. It's time to play the game! Time to play time the to game! game. <laughs> it's to me, isn't it? <laughs> uh, my apologies. I guess we're all oh, forgotten to do it again. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> On International Women's Day, before we get to the name of the game, what is the aim of this game? The aim of the game is to correctly identify to the hour, minute, and second the first note of the first women's wrestler entrance theme you hear on the one match you'll only ever get on Dynamite to really bring into harsh, glaring focus just how apathetic and obligatory and token this women's division is. I want to get it in the replies of that tweet. You're fucking up the button. <laughs> it has to go unfucking impeded so that he can fucking record it. So are you shut up, man? That's the uh, swear word count one for another week. Oh dear. The aim <laughs> to shine a harsh, glaring light on the fact that this division really only seems to exist nearly four years into yeah. it. Because people would complain if it didn't. There's no passion here, realistically. There's no drive to get it right, to really do some good representation, which is necessary and crucial. And if we can get it to the one, to the correct hour, minute, and second, exactly, it will really underscore, italicize, and embolden just how formulaic and just 
not cool. Not cool. <laughs> this is. So that's the aim of the game. And the name well, of... the name, is there, a, is there a rhyme I need to remember? Of course, of course, of course. There is a rhyme that you need to remember. And it's... Hey, guys, remember. When the ladies come out to play, the main event ain't too far away. <laughs> On International Women's Day. That's the aim of the game. The name of the game is... Well, this is Lydia's name! And I'm thinking, oh, what a name. I shouldn't... Did I tell you this, Sitch, by the way? Uh... <laughs> Did I tell you this? I was looking. Uh, we well, have absolutely f- this. <laughs> don't, don't forget, you can uh, leave a five star review review on uh, on Apple Podcasts. I've got a list to finish downstairs. Right, uh, where's this thing? Here it is. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Alex Wild, uh, Alex Wild Twelve, who left us a review. Uh, Keep me wrestling exciting, even if I've lost the bug. Don't you dare pre-record the ladies' night song, Five Stars. We're not going to re-record the song, No, no, we? the song will be different every time. It will be always live and in living colour. <laughs> but the preamble, I promise, I'll get it for tomorrow, I promise, okay? Maybe not from this no, one. No, I'll have to do it next week. No, I, I can get it, I can get, I've got it from another week, I've just forgotten to upload it. It's, it's been, been busy, so. Okay. <laughs> right. So. I might not be happy with the recording, though, so okay, we'll, 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 we'll... I'll uh, give it, yeah, you can have a, and then we'll get it we'll, clean We'll tomorrow. do a live, we'll, no, no, we'll do a live test of the button. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to the, well, both guys who've been looking after the, um, uh, the, um, Data. Thank you. Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he showed me that maximum male models. Thing oh, it's fantastic! <sighs> right, so shout look out. at me, you bald-headed geek! <laughs> shout out to both uh, Jose Palomares at the Ho Eleven uh, and Adam Blair at Adam Wilton Four. I'm not sure. I think Adam is back, but I'll leave it to those two to sort out for, for looking after all legends. These. The power of them. Yes, um, the rankings so far this year. Top of the table with four correct guesses is Michael Hamlet. Second place with three correct guesses is Michael Sidgwick. And bottom with zero correct guesses is me, which is probably the aim of the game. So if anything, I'm probably doing the best. Um, and I know you ran around the office cheering with your trophy at Christmas. He did, he did, he did. Um, oh, so Hamlet, you get to go first because you got it right last week. Uh, I say I like it when Sid wins because then you get there. And the no. format laid out in front of you actually helps when you get to win. I'll go with one hour, uh, five minutes, Ooh. and ten seconds. Any reason? Nothing. I'm going to go a lot later than that. I'm going to go. So I think I'm just going to. I'll. You know, I'm not treading on your toes, so I'm not going to say anything about the layout of the show because that's that's your view. That's my process. So uh, I'll go that much, maybe. One hour, 24.52. Well. <clears throat> Sit back and watch a master at work now. I'm trying to get the format, the expected format of the show, like, in my head, saying it out loud so I can then insert where the women's segment is going to be. And I do think, though, oh. that they had a self-own on Twitter, AEW, by saying, it's International Women's Day, 
And then everyone was like, well, there's only one match. We don't yeah. really celebrate women. You haven't done it for 94 years, and it's becoming a bit of a disgrace. They're killing so, in the QTs, Jeff Jones. <laughs> so I do think they've got a bit of a lol AEW about the promotion. I think that they'll go proper, like, penultimate slot, the thing before the main event, after tweaking it for the last few weeks. I think there's a cell phone coming up now. So I do think we'll be close on this one, Willborn. But uh, I just need to find out how the rest of the show goes first. Oh, sorry, yeah. Boom, it's going nice. I'm a fresh cock and a flash of light. Bring a boom, dynamite. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Happy International Women's Day to all the Jezebels who celebrate. I think it's going to be too hopping around here in an hour, but I'm not going to f***ing call it because I'm on Rampage yet again this week. Thank you very much, Tony. I'm one of the most respected, experienced minds in this business. You know I worked under Bill Watts? You know what, you know what Bill Watts told me once upon a time? You can make a lot of money with an athletic big man. And... Uh, uh, <laughs> Bill Watts didn't tell me nothing about making, making no money with no broads. So uh, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe we got to a cowboy on Twitter. Always see some things. <laughs> I see two things, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, did I hit retweet by accident? Uh, damn things will poke your eye out. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what's the first match we got on a card, Tony? Uh old Oak is uh, a little bit beside himself. Uh, I'm trying to do it. I'll get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, folks. That's going to be Jeff Jarrett, folks. <laughs> 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 And he's accompanying a, a, a young stud, Jay Lethal, to the ring, even though he's about 40 goddamn years old at this point. And he's got the match thrown, Cassidy. Who's a big bastard? <laughs> <laughs> a big bastard. And Bill Watts can make a lot of money with Sam I'm saying, I'll tell you all that. Uh, so then you have time. One hour. One hour. Twenty. Two Ooh, minutes. Uh, not really. I'm just close to yours because I thought yeah. you were right. Uh, <sighs> 51 seconds. Good seeing Jeff in the opener because he damn sure can't work main events. Ain't that right, Steve? I mean, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, those Memphis boys can get some heat. Get some more than this goddamn industry. I'll tell you that right now. I think, I think the thing Vince is... Vince blistered my fanny when he realized how much money Jeff <laughs> took out the pot. <laughs> I think the thing is, is the reason why there's only one women's match on International Women's Day, Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue, is there's no room for any other women's matches. You couldn't have a Jade Cargill squash because, you know... After losing <laughs> to Ricky Starks, it's time to get Chris Jericho back on telly. <laughs> time to get him reheated. Trios match, interesting. Are they, ahead of next week, going to do JAS versus the Elite to do Kenny versus Jericho? Ah. No. I wouldn't do no, this. No, they're going to 
Have Jericho compete against the House of Black for the trios titles in Winnipeg. I'd, no, I'd like that. That's going to be it. I would like that if they do the job. I would like that as a program. Get his head I think off. that I don't know if Malachi Black would be into this because he likes it to be very, very serious. But if they wanted to have a little bit of fun with the House of Black, like 2.0 selling fear of them and stuff, and Brody King beating them up, like, I think there's honestly potential for a good, entertaining bit of storytelling there. But I think the trio's thing's interesting. I would have Kenny Omega and Jericho totally separate on that card, to be honest. Like, you've got two guaranteed furnace reactions. Why put them in one match and split the audience? Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people want them to be together. But for me, it's like saying they should have a match between John Cena and Hiroshi Tanahashi. No. Mm. That's a terrible, that's the worst dream match I've ever heard in my life, by the way. But I think it'll be entertaining, and I think it will have ramifications in a big trios match that's in their near future. Um, JAS to go over. I've completely lost interest in... Dino I don't Gar- like the JAS. Daniel Garcia's exit from the JAS, so I'd like them to find some again. Like, they've, like, half-baked the Sammy Guevara element of this, really. Do you think they're trying to explain why he couldn't get out of ringside when he wasn't supposed to? No, nah, it's never going to come up again. I'm just going to drop that. Uh... Aye, Ricky Starks will get like a 15-second promo with Renee that will get interrupted. And Jericho will get this match to set up something huge in his hometown next week. Who won the program? Yeah, I should say Jericho tagging from the JS with Daniel Garcia. And Sammy Guevara versus Top Flight in AR Fox. House of Black title match in Winnipeg, I think, would rule. Uh, Like, I'm less arsed about the program because it would get... You'd have the JS dressing up as the House of Black. I would love that. Dress up as them and then just get demolished. Like, they have no time for their well, frivolity. Dress up they on cannot rampage. sanction their buffoonery, and then they get murdered for their insolence. I love for it. For disrespecting the house, who, by the way, I'm in love with again. I love it as a seven-day program with Chris Jericho being a seven-weeker, and I don't want that. I bet they could You'd have, like, Sammy Guevara pinning uh, Buddy Matthews to set it up. What a stupid but also awesome match that would be. Like, stupid, yeah. but, like, stupidly entertaining and... Thick next Bastard, stupid bastards doing next. <laughs> so you think Jericho's team gets the win tonight to set up something for next week? Yeah. And undoubtedly. Oh, Chrissy J, isn't it? I love how Starks, nor Cesar. Oh, no, Cesaro's on the show. Yeah. Claudio. Well, Starks yes. isn't. Chris oh, Jericho. Or, gotta, or, get, or, gotta get my TV time. Gotta get my TV time out, Chris Jericho. It's a boot time. <laughs> it's a boot time I got on television. I'm, I'm Chris Jericho. This old oak needs a TV time. <laughs> Finally, uh, is the Blackpool Combat Club turning heel? Moxley in action tonight alongside Claudio uh, against the Dark Order, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. It should be really fun. Like, oh, well, not if you're John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Yeah, they're going to get that absolute piss <laughs> slapped out of them and it's going to be great. Maybe they could overwhelm the BCC, who are weakened because Moxley should be selling. Um, a win? It's like, what's happened to us? But I think about the BCC and teasing dissension within that unit. It's like they can't do like, well, it's a team meeting next week in the ring, a la the inner circle. It's like all that stuff would be kept indoors. BCC parley. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff would be really kept indoors. So I'm interested in how that works out. But I, I've told you, I want the um, Cobra Kai dojo, like the two dojos within the BCC to have a big, epic, sweeping feud. I think that could be fantastic. So a heel turn or dissension within the ranks because the idea was Claudio was not happy with the progress or lack thereof of Wheeler Utah slapped the piss out of his face. <laughs> and more of that, please. I want Utah to turn heel. Utah, maybe bring another guy into the mix. By strictest definition right now, 
this pairing should be the weakest BCC pairing there is. Not only is Moxley selling losing on Sunday, but uh, Claudio's feuding with Moxley's best mate in Ring of Honor in Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah. ah. So the divide should be as wide here in the BCC as it's ever been because you've kind of left Utah and Danielson alone while Danielson was feuding. Well, maybe you haven't. Like, Utah never helped him yeah. when he was getting beaten down. So maybe that was, you were supposed to infer that. Utah and Claudio are back on terms because Claudio was like, hey, you're not being enough of a money little bitch. Let's attack from behind. <laughs> you know, he told him off that week when he lost yeah. to Orange Cassidy and then they were they were bastards a couple of weeks after that. So they seem pretty together. Your dojo split, is that Danielson and Moxley versus Claudio and Utah? It needs a younger, another new young guy. For my original intended version, when Garcia was looking to enter... He enters now in the heels. That's the worst, isn't it? He kind of, he kind of goes. He just has to leave the JS now. Yeah. He can't go to the BCC. Aye, they're not, not going to win, are they? The Dark Order aren't going to pin a weakened Moxley, and this is going to become this like huge shock, nah. like massive Jericho Andretti type deal. Or... I don't know. I just know it exists for a reason, and I'm yeah. willing to let that reason play out. And mm. copy paste your thing from the. Was there was some version of this recently, and you were like, just do the spot where Silver and Claudio both do their wild running spots, and they that didn't do it. Only would have worked in a multi-man match. The, the conscious chin that other person's teammate, mm. but they can have a sequence. Yeah. So you're saying a win for Blackpool Combat Club, but all is not right there. Yeah, they look a bit overwhelmed, and they're probably going to pick up the weeks after. Of yeah, we need to do something here. They need to do something with the BCC. Uh, again, heel turn, a split within the ranks. And I think to facilitate that, they should get a real scare. Mm. Dark order. <laughs> the Wednesday scaries. <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... <laughs> M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Our reviews of NXT Roadblock and AW Revolution are available right now. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, our review of AW Dynamite will drop into your feed tomorrow as soon as it is released. But for now, it's been the AW Dynamite preview. My thanks to the Dudley Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 